Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is five possible reasons why the tribulation could start September the 25th of 2022. I better say that again. <laughs> five possible reasons the tribulation could start. Notice I didn't say it is. I said possible reasons why it could. Uh, do I know it's going to? No. Do I think it possibly could? Yes, which is why I'm making this program today. Five possible reasons why the tribulation could start September 25th of 2022. Now, let me explain to you how this came about. So I got an email and someone sent me over to go and read what NASA was saying about this Apophis uh, meteorite. Actually, it's an asteroid at this point. It becomes a meteorite as soon as it enters into our atmosphere. And I'd heard of this before, and I thought, yeah, well, I mean, it's out there. But I hadn't really looked into it and really compared it to prophecies and charts the way I really should have. So when I started reading this article, I thought, hmm, i got to study into this a lot deeper. Well, the deeper I studied the more I saw the possibilities. So I'll say it again, possibilities. Now, do not say, Stan Jones of the Prophecy Club is saying that the tribulation is going to start this year. Or he's going to, the, the Stan Jones of the Prophecy Club is going to say that the tribulation ends in 2029. I'm not saying either of those. I, like most of the people watching here, are watchmen. Okay, so as a watchman, you and I are supposed to blow the trumpet when we see the sword approach. In other words, if we see a possible problem coming, it is our duty to warn people. Now, we're not, we don't have to be guaranteed that the sword comes, but we do have to warn when we think a sword is coming. So when I see a problem, I, like you, we're obligated to tell. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to tell you right up front, I do not know that the tribulation is going to start in 20, 20, uh, 2025, or excuse me, 2022, nor that Jesus returns to 2029, but I see enough reasons why we need to talk about it. Okay, so let's get started. Possibility number one. I didn't say reason. I said possibility number one, Apophis. It arrives in 2029, and if you back up seven years, it comes up to 2022. This is the article that I read. Apophis. This is at NASA Science Solar System Exploration. And it says this asteroid 99942, Apophis, is a near-Earth asteroid more than 1,000 feet across in size that will harmly, harmlessly pass close to the Earth April the 13th of 2029. Now, I want you to look at that date. April 13th, that just happens to be a Friday the 13th. Ah, maybe it's nothing. Or maybe it's something. When it was discovered in 2004, the asteroid caused a stir because initial calculations indicated a small possibility that it would impact the Earth in 2029. Now, I got a question for you. Do you believe it's possible that NASA might not tell us all of the truth? In other words, if they really did see that there's a strong possibility or even a, a slight possibility that a meteor could hit the Earth, would they really put it on a website? Would they really tell us all these years in advance, all the way uh, out to 2004? Or might they not 
to tell people yet. Well, I'm going to err on the side of caution. I'm going to say that even if they knew it was coming, I don't think they'd tell us. After searching through some older astronomical images, scientists ruled out the possibility of a 2029 impact. It's now predicted the asteroid will safely pass about 19,800 miles from our planet's surface. While that's a safe distance, it's close enough the asteroid will come between Earth and our moon. Okay, that's pretty close. But going back to my question, do you think NASA would tell us if they really saw that it was going to hit us? Would they tell us? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Let's go on, though. So this comes to us from Tom Horn. Now, I do not know Tom Horn. I, uh, I believe he's a man of God. He's written several books. And he's probably telling the truth. So assuming for a moment that Tom Horn is telling the truth, let's look and see what he says. He says, I was shown a giant space rock, an asteroid moving through the space. Suddenly he was back on the earth again, surrounded by tens of thousands of people on a mountain running for their lives. People were everywhere, screaming and begging God to deliver them from what is coming. I watched this fiery mountain. Notice those words, because I'm going to show you those words in prophecy in just a minute. I watched this fiery mountain entering into the atmosphere, burning as it comes through the atmosphere, breaking apart. Also notice breaking apart means that it's not just one impact that fits with prophecy here in just a minute. Through the atmosphere, breaking apart as it comes through the atmosphere, a huge part of it strikes the ocean. We have other prophecies saying they saw meteors hit the ocean. A large part of it strikes the earth. Other prophecies say that some of them hit the earth. So all of this seems to be lining up. And all of a sudden, the earth is shaking so violently that none of us could stand up. We were all knocked off of our feet. It was the most horrific thing. I can hear this terrible sand as if the earth is literally cracking. Now look at this. I'm going to show you this in prophecy. Cracking like the mantle of the earth is breaking apart. The mantle of the earth is breaking apart. Could that be the bottomless pit? I'll show you. I look over my shoulder again at this giant wall of water, just an enormous tsunami, hundreds of feet tall, is coming up over the top of this mountain, and again, everybody is trying to run. Then these large hands lift me up into the space, and now I'm looking down on the earth, and the waters are boiling beneath this giant burning rock. The water was like aerosol coming up off the ocean, entering into the upper atmosphere. This caused hurricane activity, the second part hitting the earth, causing volcanoes to begin erupting, filling the atmosphere. Then a voice spoke this one word, Apophis. Now, I heard his testimony. He said he never heard that word before. He had to go look it up. Well, he discovered that NASA had actually discovered this asteroid back in 2004 and named it Apophis. Apophis is a real asteroid. I've confirmed that. NASA says it's going to come so close to the Earth that it's going to knock out the satellites, some of them. It is moving at 28,000 miles an hour and believes it will strike the Earth on Friday, April 13th. Friday, April 13th, that's Friday. <laughs> Apophis is going to strike the Earth April 13th, 2029. Now, let's jump to prophecy. Revelation 8.6 And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angels sounded, hail, fire, mingled blood, cast into the earth. Third of the trees burn up, all green grass burn up. 
Does that sound like there's maybe a meteor getting close to the Earth? Does that sound like as it gets close to the Earth, it actually burns up all of the grass and the third of the trees are burned up as that heat, as that burning meteor gets close to the Earth? Does that sound like what it could be? It does to me. Second angel sounded. A great mountain burning with fire cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. Does that sound like that could be a meteor? does to me. Third part of the creatures in the sea had life died. Third part of the ships are destroyed. Yeah, it sounds about right. Third angel sounded. There fell a great star from heaven. Now, this one is probably one of those parts of the asteroid, or now become a meteor, that's entering into the atmosphere so fast and hard, it's burning. It, as you look up at it, it, it looks like the brightest light you've ever seen in your life. A great star burning, as it were, a lamp. It fell upon a third part of the water, the rivers and fountains of waters. The name of the star is called Wormwood. And a third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Fourth angel sounded. Third part of the sun was spent. Now, does it sound like something happened to where it wasn't just one asteroid? It wasn't just one thing that passed through? Could it be? They, they say that, I think it was uh, as of the year 2000, we moved into a different belt. I mean, I'm not an expert in this stuff. Out in the solar system. And this one has more meteorites and asteroids and things like that in it. Could it be that something roughly the third the size of the sun, slams into the sun in addition to this. It's all part of it. To me, that's what it sounds like. Third part of the stars, there's a third part of them were darkened. The day shone not for a third part of the night likewise. That's big. Now, in between the fourth and the fifth trumpet, something amazing happens. We see an angel flying through the midst of heaven, warning all of humanity, saying, whoa, 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 because there's three more that are not part of the trumpets, not part of the seals or the vials, but there are three more great woes coming, and they're really tough too, but we're not going to get into that right now. Now let's go to the fifth one. Remember I said that that there was something like a, a big crack in the earth? Fifth angel sat and saw a star fall from heaven into the earth, and him was given to the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit. And there was a smoke out of the pit. Now, could it be that one of these asteroids hitting the earth breaks or cracks the mantle of the earth? Remember where it said that? Okay. Breaks the mantle of the earth. And as a result, this is the angel that opens the bottom's pit. And what comes out of that pit are locusts. And they have the power to torment men five months. So this tells us at this point, we are at least, maybe more, but at least five months before the end when Jesus returns. Now, let me show you this uh, according to a chart here. Possibility number two. Apophis arrives on first fruits. Let's go to the chart. Now, this is a new addition to this chart for those of you that have been studying this. So the next time Jesus returns, he returns on first fruits. Remember Acts one eleven. You mean of Galilee, why stand you gazing up this same Jesus, same Jesus, shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go. Okay, well, he just had fish with the disciples. He just let Thomas feel the nail scars. And now he's coming down in a cloud. As he went up, he went up in a lamb body, 
probably, I think, he'll come back down in the same clothes even. In other words, this time, when he returns on first fruits, he's not coming as king of kings and lord of lords. When do he, does he become king of kings and lord of lords? Well, that's not until the marriage supper of the Lamb. Well, when is the marriage supper of the Lamb, Stan? I'm so glad you asked. Marriage supper of the Lamb happens on Pentecost. Now, let me fit it in. Okay, so Jesus returns the next time here on first fruits. He comes down, if you watch my, my, my cursor here, he comes down in a cloud. He resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. That's topics for other explanations at the time. Get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. I explain all this. Okay, so with the 144,000, he walks around for exactly 50 days. Then on Pentecost, then we, who are ready, are taken to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Jesus is there and then crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is where he changes from lamb to lion. He changes it from prince of the kings of the earth to become the king of kings and lord of lords. This is where he comes before the ancient of days and his given dominion, glory, and a kingdom. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, and all people shall serve and obey him, and his kingdom is that which shall not be destroyed. That's where it happens. How do you know that happens on Pentecost, Dan? Well, very good question. Go back to Acts chapter 19, first verse. It says, and in the third month. This is when God spoke audibly to the Israelites saying, I'll be God if you'll be my people. And that's the first marriage. So the first marriage and the last marriage takes place on Pentecost. That's how we know. So. Let me back up. So Jesus returns. He comes down on first fruits, resurrects 144,000. Then he walks around for 50 days, goes to the marriage supper of the Lamb. About four months later, it's the grape harvest. It's the seventh trumpet. It's Armageddon. He returns there with two other angels that have sharp sickles. And the angels slash the grapes. Jesus burns the tares. Now let's fit this in. So try to imagine. Okay, so Jesus comes down on first fruits. But Apophis the big meteorite also arrives April 13th, if it is 2029, and I'm not saying it is. But if it is, that would be April 13th, Friday, that would be first fruits. So on this side of the planet over in Israel, we have Jesus coming down. And why is he coming down? Because this is the midnight cry. Behold, there was a cry, at midnight there was a cry made. And it says, go ye out to meet him. Uh, probably, at midnight, there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Why does it say, go ye out to meet him? Because he literally comes down to Mount Zion. That's about a 30-minute walk from Mount of Olives. And if you're living in Jerusalem, you would be able to walk up there and actually meet Jesus. Matter of fact, he walks around for 50 days with 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys, whether they're adults, whether they're child, children, I don't know. But anyway. Could it also be on the other side of the planet, this big asteroid is hitting? Well, why would that, why would that fit his plan? Because his whole point is to say, this is the midnight cry. This is saying that the time is running out. This is a very good attempt, if you're looking at it from God's point of view, to get the hard-headed, stiff-necked Jews and the other people of the earth that haven't received Jesus to receive him because all of a sudden, this big meteor slams into the earth on the other side of the planet. So that would tend to wake up a lot of people. Now, so is that possible that it does? Okay, now let me give you another reason. Let's go to the other chart here, because possibility number three is first fruit plays with the first five trumpets. Now let's look at that chart. Remember, the audible voice told me that there are 
Seven seals play over seven years. That means they conclude here. The seven trumpets play over seven months. They conclude on the same Feast of Trumpets. The seven vials play over seven days. Again, it all concludes on the Feast of Trumpets that when Jesus returns. So, if you look at this chart, I put up here barley harvest and wheat harvest. In my opinion, these first, second, third, fourth, and fifth trumpet all play on about or around the same time. Probably, it's just a guess, probably within a two-week period. Here it says, the uh, locusts sting men for five months. Now, that does not necessarily mean this is five months from the end. It just says that they sting for five months. So it could be that all five of these events happen on about around the same time, and it could very well be that the start of that is Apophis hitting April 13th or the first trumpet. If you back up to this other chart right here, see, here's the barley harvest. Here's first fruits. This is this chart is showing from first fruits here to tabernacles here. This is showing the last seven months. This chart here from here to here, it is showing the last seven months. So first fruits, in other words, this first fruits is the same as this first fruits. So it could very well be that this Apophis is actually the first, second, third, fourth, and even the fifth trumpets all combined. In other words, it's it's one asteroid turning into a meter hitting America or hitting, yeah, mostly America, but, but hitting the world and causing all five of these to happen as a result of it. So it could very well be that this is the results of Apophis. There's more. Okay, let's go on. Possibility number four. Next time Jesus returns is on the last first fruits, which is on Mount Zion. So let's look at those verses. Revelation 14, 1, I looked into a lamb stood upon the Mount Zion. Now that's the verse that upsets all of the pre-trivers. Because none of the pre-trivers have taken that particular verse into account. It's almost like they knew... I think I, the Holy Spirit knows the truth. There's not a pre-trib rapture, okay? So he th- that's the reason they get, the pre-tribbers get so upset as anybody doesn't agree with them because in their spirit, the Holy Spirit's trying to tell them, no, you don't have the truth. You, you don't have the truth. It's the reason they get so upset. Now, me, a post-tribber, it didn't bother me. I'm in room of pre-tribbers. I, I don't mind. I go out to eat with the pre-tribbers. They don't bother me at all because it's settled in my heart. See, it's not settled in their heart. Well, they, I believe they knew that there's probably one verse that is going to upset their apple cart. Well, there it is. That's the verse that, as far as I know, no pre-tribber has come into account. They have not tried to explain this particular verse and how it fits into the whole thing. Why? Because this upsets their apple cart. They want to say that before Jesus returns, uh, at the very end, he returns in like a secret rapture. He pulls all the Christians up off of the earth, and they go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. That doesn't fit with the, the, the whole the feasts. It doesn't fit, okay? But nevertheless, then he returns on the Mount of Olives. Well, here he is returning clearly on Mount Sinai. It's a 30-minute walk from Mount of Olives. So that means Jesus returns two more times. Enough of that. I'm, I'll, I'll, that's ex- explanation in front of the day. Anyway. I looked on the Lord Lamb, stood upon the Mount Sinai, with a hymn 144,000, having his Father's name written in their foreheads. Now, this is the first fruits. You look down here at verse 4, and you see this highlighted yellow first fruits. That is the secret door. 
this first fruits, this word first fruits in Revelation 14, 4 links back to Leviticus 23, 10. Same word, first fruits. And as a result of that secret door of that, as a result, we can now say, well, all right, if that's first fruits in Revelation and that's got to be first fruits also over in the feasts, then I'll, now watch this, watch this. All of a sudden we can say, well, those two link together. Then we say, well, if those two link together, then then that would mean that the, the next one with the Pentecost would have to fit after that. And, of course, I can show you, and I've showed you in other uh, programs it does. So then Pentecost and then trumpets and then all the rest of them all fit in order. In other words, that is that secret door allows them to link up so that all the rest of the prophecies and revelation can be put in correct chronological order. If you want to understand that, get my book. Secret to order to understand Bible prophecy. But now back to what we're talking about here. So this is Mount Sinai. Jesus returns upon Mount Sinai. Uh, and this is the first fruit. So it may very well be that that is the way that happens. Now, the next reason. Pastor Terry Bennett, and this is a long one. It would take me too long to read all through it, so I'm just going to skip quick. Essentially, in 2001, he had the angel Gabriel come to him, and he said there's three sets of seven years. Told him what was going to happen at each one of them. If you want to read that, you can pause it and read it, but I'm going to move on. Um, but he said in 2008, America is no longer going to be the number one uh, military and economic uh, power in the world and explains all of the change in the U.S. currency, which is about to happen. We're going to skip through this, let you read that, pause and read that if you want to. There's going to be a dramatic change in our government, lawlessness, chaos. Uh, the new government in Europe is coming. He says, watch for nations, Greece, Italy, Spain, and France. We're going to skip that. We'll begin an economic. We're going to skip that. You can put now. I, I say all of that to get to this. Now let's look at the years 2022 to 2028. Notice he does not say this is the tribulation, but indirectly, that's exactly what he says. <laughs> okay, let's read it. The governmental troubles will be in preparation for particularly in Europe, the arising of the spirit of the Antichrist. What is coming is called the New World Order, but behind that, it's the spirit of Antichrist and the false prophet and spirit of a one world religion. It will be a combination of three world religions, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, all brought together in one world religion. Those three will be combined as a compromise, a mixture of each of those three religions believes in one God. The one world religion, I'm going to skip that. It's missing our point here. As we go forward, it will move to murder. That's the mark of the beast. We understand that. As the Catholics, many people will be murdered. We understand that. That's all part of causes all both. Okay. He will never be fully accepted. Let you read that if you want to. People of Ireland, Scotland, never going to accept the Antichrist. He said, you will see 666 in your lifetime. Now, I don't know how old Terry is, but he looks to be, uh, let's say, He's probably in his 50s now, just a guess, just a guess. Uh, okay, let's go on. So here it is, possibility number five, Terry Bennett. <clears throat> so if you look at that, what is that saying? If Terry is saying, let me back up to this, if he's saying that, and he was told that in so many words, the tribulation would start in 2022, end in 2028. Well, Apophis is supposed to arrive in 2029. But if you take that 2022, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, well, seven years would actually be 29, not 2028. So we're, 
we're close enough in the ballpark for me to make a program on it to warn you. So what is it? All right. Now, one more quick thing. Is there is there any way we know that we're not already in the tribulation? Yes. Revelation 6, 1. I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. I've not heard that noise of thunder. I'd like to think we get to hear it. But there's not a scripture that guarantees we get to hear the noise of thunder. Then if you jump to Daniel 9, 27, I think it is, and you shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Well, as far as I know, there hasn't been any kind of a big covenant, especially a covenant that says it's going to be a seven-year covenant. So it's safe to say we're not in the tribulation yet, but I also think it's safe to say it's very close. Now, whether it starts in 2022 or not, I don't know. I do think it is close, and that's the whole point of this. And let me also say, if you haven't accepted Jesus, now would be a really good time to do it. Also, in closing, my agent has told me, he says, Stan, you know, you're doing a real good job <laughs> living and working on a f- off of fumes, you know, with a little camera on top of your, your computer monitor. He said, but a lot of the younger generation expect more professionalism. To they, them, they've seen Hollywood movies and they've seen a lot of very well-produced things. He said, if you're going to get their attention, two things need to happen. He said, you really need to take your whole presentation up a level. He said, you need a studio. You need different cameras. You need different lights. You need, you need, you need and he estimates it about $125,000 to do that. Next thing is, he said, you're trying to reach people as if they're all 65 years old, because you're about 65. I said, well, that's all I know. He said, well, that's not the way you reach, reach new people. He explained. He said, young people do it by social media. He says, I've got a media guy. He says, he can make your ministry explode. Not that it's about making it explode. It's about reaching the young people. And he said, you really need about $50,000 to do that. So here it is. We've got, what, eight or nine more days in this year. So you're running out of opportunities to give to Prophecy Club or to any other ministry, at least if you want it to appear on your 2021 taxes. So in this last few days of the year, last few days, your opportunity to give, would you consider helping Prophecy Club? If it's been a benefit to you, if God has blessed you, would you consider helping us? We need $125,000 for a studio, reach young people. $50,000 for advertising to reach young people. And right now, you go to a meeting, especially if it has anything with prophecy, you see almost no young people there. They are lost as a goose. we got to try to reach them. So I'm asking you, help me try to reach the young people. If you can help us, now would be a good time. I know a lot of people watch our program have a prophetic calling. So my wife, Prophet Leslie, is going to put together the Train the Prophets program. You can find out all about it at traintheprophets.com. It's February the 19th, Friday, and she's inviting all apostles and prophets. If you believe you have a prophetic calling in your life, this schooling is a must. So what's the difference between School of the Prophets versus what we taught at the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades? A lot. At the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade, those were just basic introductory teachings. However, at School of the Prophets or TrainTheProphets.com, she's going to be teaching specifically how to get the anointing to transfer dreams and visions 
prophesy accurately, give a word of knowledge and wisdom, get anointing and healing for healing, do deliverance, teach a message from the pulpit, how to take an offering, how to hear from the Lord, how to lead someone to the Lord, and also be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Go check it out, traintheprophets.com, February the 19th. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door that links the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be understood. It can be put in correct chronological order. I got 30 revelations, two visions, and one audible voice. One prophetic word said, There's a lock that I put over a word in Revelation that I'm going to open to you, and it will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. This is the granddaddy. If you want to understand Bible prophecy, that's the book to get. Miss the mark. Well, what is the most important information every beating heart on the globe needs to know? Well, after except Jesus, of course, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Because those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but they're tossed into the lake that burns the fire and brimstone for all eternity with the beast, the false prophet, and a thousand years later, Lucifer, and they have no escape. Miss the Mark is the book you give to people that you love you don't want to see tossed into the lake of fire. God's Warnings to America explains the modern dreams and visions and audible voices I believe are from God. Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Griever, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Scalar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and much more. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel explains how to spot the Antichrist early and what to do. His physical appearance, sound of his voice, how he rises to power, the fact that Nebuchadnezzar will be a resurrected mark of, or an antichrist and beast. He rises from the bottomless pit, explains the seven final world governments. How pre-trib one. How the big lie beat the truth and the people would have it so. It settles the rapture question, why pastors teach pre-trib. It explains how the 501c3 board members actually hire fire and tell the preacher what he is going or is not going to preach. It also covers the secret door. What is the morning star? What is the wrath of God? Eternity entering time. Who are the nations? What is an overcomer? Proof of the post-trib and 25 pre-trib questions answered. It will answer the question for you about the rapture. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. cornerstoneassetmetals.com The Watchman Package. Get two two-foot-by-three-foot color-updated charts, my handwritten book of the book of Revelation, five DVDs where I taught the school of the watchman, and five secret door books to understand Bible prophecy valued at $355, all for a gift of just $200 at prophecyclub.com. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.